0: What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Playmakers Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Elwood, and joining me today is NFL Network's Colleen Wolf. There literally may be no busier person working in sports broadcasting during the NFL season than Colleen. Well, why? Well, that's because she hosts three shows in three different cities each week during the season. Whether it's hosting the Thursday night football pregame show, Good Morning Football Weekend, or NFL Total Access Endgame, along with her other contributions to NFL Network, her schedule is packed, but she makes it look so easy. I'll talk to her about how she balances it all, her background on how she got into the industry, and what it's going to be like hosting from the black hole on Thursday night. So now let's welcome in Colleen Wolf, presented by Mercury Insurance. All right, now let's say hello to Colleen Wolf. Colleen, how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am good, too. Thank you so much for joining me. Of course. So obviously people know you from your work on NFL Network, but let's kind of rewind because if you go to your Wikipedia, you will see a ton of different jobs listed basically (laughs) under the sun that were all positions that you've worked. But kind of give me and our listeners just a little bit of a Reader's Digest version of how you started out in this business.
1: First of all, I can't believe I have a Wikipedia page. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. You're so big time. <laughs> that's like, whoa, that's weird. <laughs> um, Clearly, yeah, you're not so, editing it. <laughs> no, I know. I just saw someone send it to me the other day, and I was like, oh my God, this is big time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I started um, in radio in Philadelphia, just doing, I was an intern at a sports radio station uh, for a morning show. And so I did some stuff uh there for them they would send me out and do like crazy stuff and I would have to report for them back on on whatever it was so like T.O. when he was in his contract dispute um they had me like go out into a street corner and collect money for him and his family since he said that he was like struggling um so from there I just sort of uh I had never really planned to go into sports I kind of just took the internship at the radio station because I thought it sounded fun And then once I started doing it, I realized that that's exactly what I wanted to do because it was such a blast and I couldn't believe that people got paid to do that for a living. So I was like, I'm in, let's go. How do I do it? So I just kind of kept hustling and doing whatever I could to get a job in terms of like I was taking any job. So I was a production assistant. I was doing overnight shifts at the radio station, doing updates. I worked on, like, a news and politics show for a little bit as an associate producer. Um, and then I finally went full into sports, and I started as a booking producer. So I would book all of the players, coaches, like, all of the writers and guests for Comcast Sportsnet in Philly, which is, like, a regional station. And then from there, I was kind of just taking whatever digital opportunities were there. I would do crowd reporting at different games and I started doing some post-game shows for the Phillies and the Eagles um, in Philadelphia while I was still there so I did that for a while and then I switched over to the Fox affiliate and in Philly and that job I kind of did everything there so I was I learned how to edit which I absolutely loved and I actually really miss doing now but I would edit, I would build all my graphics, I would build my rundowns and log my games and cut all my highlights and write all of my scripts and, and do packages. And like, it was just sort of a one man band kind of thing. And that, at the time, was really, really hard because I had never done a lot of the things before and I kind of just got thrown into it. But it was the absolute best experience I could have ever had because I learned Do everything, and I had to become really efficient at doing everything just because time was really precious, and so it taught me how to do so many things behind the scenes that helped me so much to be better on camera. And so, when I got the job at NFL Network it was like, wait, I only have to be on camera? Like, I only have to talk? Yeah, this is it? <laughs> I was like, are you guys sure? Like, do you need a hand doing X, Y, and Z? I can pull some tape for you. Like, whatever you need. So it um, it was kind of a circuitous route because I initially really wanted to go to art school. And I kind of, like, last minute decided to go to a little school in Philly called Drexel. And that kind of changed the course of everything. Mm-hmm.
0: When you talk about some of those behind-the-scenes jobs and ultimately helping you, how did they help you?
1: Well, it was like I would, on like a Saturday, for instance, I would have like four or five minutes to fill in a show. And a lot of times there would just be, it would be baseball and the Phillies, maybe they were off. And so I had to get really creative Mm -hmm. in terms of how I was going to do, how I was going to fill that time. And so it just helps me to be able to kind of recognize stories and and figure out what things i should put at like the top of shows what what sound bites are interesting what what people like and i feel like i ultimately was able to become a better storyteller and just relate to the audience more because i was doing everything myself and so i was making all the editorial decisions too and so in the beginning i was really nervous about making mistakes and not including the things that I should and then by the end I was like what's the most interesting to me because if I think it's interesting I feel like most people will feel the same way like I don't care about x y and z so I'm not going to talk about it or I'm going to put it lower in the show and so it was kind of like being able to do stuff like that and now knowing in the position I am kind of knowing what's doable and what's not like I know that if I want if I want to do something really fun with the show and if I have a certain idea, I need to bring it to the producers with enough time so they can pull it off. And I know how long a lot of things take to do. So I'm not going to like show up to a show an hour before and be like, hey, can we blow this whole thing up and yeah. like do this instead? <laughs> so I feel not like it happen. it allows me to have a much better relationship with all of the crew I'm working with because I know exactly what they're going through. When you say art school,
0: like, give me your background on that. Like, what were you interested in? Was it painting? Was it? <laughs>
1: yeah. It's um. so I, I used to, I just never have time anymore, but I used to do like paint and draw and all of that. So I was either going to do graphic design or illustration, which you can like go and, and do stuff for Disney and things like that, or just art education. So I had like, I, I went to, I did a visit at ASU and saw that campus in Tempe and they had a really good art education program. And so all of a sudden I was like, you know what, I'm going to be a teacher so I can party at ASU for four years. <laughs> like, that sounds like a great plan. And yeah. then I kind of thought about it a little bit more and I was like, that's maybe is a little irresponsible <laughs> of me. So I'm going to not do that. Um, not that there's anything wrong with going to art school no. or being an art teacher, But the the draw for me was really just the the campus at ASU. And so um, I decided to go to Drexel because they do a co-op program there. So basically you go to school for six months and then you work for six months. Mm -hmm. So then by the time you graduate, you have a ton of experience and you already have a resume when you leave. So I thought about that more and more and figured that would be the more responsible thing to do. And ultimately, that's what ended up helping me because I made so many connections. I networked with so many people and I had so many relationships by the time I graduated.
0: Yeah, when you talk about working as a booking producer and having a book guest, I'm sure you built so many relationships through that as well, right?
1: That was massive. That was, that was one of the hardest things to do. I feel like every job that I ever got uh, initially when I first started I was like not I was completely underqualified and it was just like super overwhelming and so my first day as a booking producer it was the first game of the Phillies World Series and I had no connections I was pretty much straight out of college I had to just figure it out and I remember uh, like that first week they sent me over to the Eagles practice facility and they were like okay you need to book like three guests for us um for our show on Monday which was like a couple days away and so we i remember like going into the practice facility and and having no idea where the locker room was <laughs> i was just like opening doors and i wasn't sure if i was supposed to be where i was was behind and this one yeah i know and then i got to the locker room and the and the media availability had already started and so everybody was inside already but i didn't know that and i remember standing outside the locker room door and there was nobody outside in the hallways or anything that I could ask. And I remember being like, okay, I'm going to have to open this door right now. And I'm really hoping that this is in fact the media availability. And I really hope that they're not just like my new job isn't like messing with me. And this is like a hazing situation. (laughs) And I was like, if I open this door and like the team is just in there, like getting changed and stuff, I'm going to like, I'm going to quit and never come back again. And so I remember like I had to give myself a pep talk and I was like, okay, here we go. Just do your job, get it together. And then it was fine and everything was great, but it was, it was really hard at first to just like kind of go up to these players and gain their trust and convince them to come on a show on Monday for free. Like they had to leave their house and come to this bar where we were doing the show. And so it was, it was a huge learning experience, but, I ended up meeting so many people, so many members of the media. I met my husband in the Eagles locker room. Well, that like, it out. was <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> so it was a uh, it was a great job. It was really fun, but it was just like, yeah. It, I think being a booking producer for anybody is it's a really tough job because it's like even if you book the best guests on one show. The next day, it's like, all right, what do you have? What do you have today? What do you have the next day? Like, you're constantly going. So it's a little thankless sometimes. We'll get back to our conversation with
0: Colleen Wolf in a few, but we wanted to remind you that you won't miss a minute of the action with the official Los Angeles Chargers app. Follow real-time stats, watch your favorite Bolts programming, and live local Chargers games all season long. Download today at chargers.com app. Geographic and device restrictions apply. Local and primetime games only. Data charges may apply. Chargers fans, we know you love the Bolts, but you probably also love saving money too. And Mercury Insurance can help with that because Chargers fans save an average of $769 with Mercury. That'll get you great seats for the next game and jerseys for the whole family. So what are you waiting for? Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com to see how much you could save. It only takes a few minutes to switch and it could save you a lot of money. Don't wait. Get a quote today at mercuryinsurance.com and go Chargers. Savings info based on 2019 California Department of Insurance Rate Comparison Profile 38A. Individual savings may vary. Now let's get back to the interview with Colleen Wolf presented by Mercury Insurance. What's your favorite part about now
1: working at NFL Network? I love doing Thursday night football. It's so much fun. It just being able to travel to the games and all the different stadiums and seeing all the fans at, at, at every different location. It's really, really cool because so many of these stadiums I haven't been to before. I haven't had that whole game day experience and it's different at every stadium and the fans are so awesome. They're so cool. They're so much fun. I love meeting them. I went to Green Bay for the first time this year and that was such a cool place to see a game mm-hmm. lambo is just as good as advertised the year before i was at arrowhead and that was just as loud as everybody talks about yeah. and just so cool and that was the game that um the chargers they came did. back and beat yeah. yes, it was so good and we had philip <laughs> rivers on and he was so excited that was that was actually one of my favorite um cnf games i've ever done that's awesome <laughs> yeah it's been it's been really cool the um I remember the first year I started doing it, the Browns and Jets played and that was the first game that Baker Mayfield came in and they finally won a game. And it was honestly like a playoff atmosphere in Cleveland. I can't even describe it. It was, it was such a fun, cool experience and we had Joe Thomas there with us. So Mm -hmm. it's been, it's been really fun and we had such a good group of people doing it. I like er, Michael Irvin is a maniac. He's so he's so much fun. He has so much energy. Um, Joe Thomas is hilarious. And Steve Smith is one of my favorites. So it's a really, really good core group we have. Yeah, you mentioned those guys, all of them,
0: very big personalities kind of in their (laughs) own way. So as a host, what's sort of the key to working with all of them and being able to balance all of them in a given show?
1: It's a great question. Like if somebody has an answer for me, I would love to hear it, right? (laughs) Because that is, it's so true. Like every every show is different. And that's one of my favorite things about doing it because I never know what I'm going to get from them. And I really like to, I like when things kind of go off the rails. I sort of thrive in chaos. So I don't like when shows are really scripted or when conversations are scripted, like when I, I don't really necessarily like to know what the guys are going to say, I don't really want to know their answers. until we're having the conversation on air. And that's not the case with a lot of shows. But I like to kind of be able to react in, in real time, because I feel like then the conversations are a lot more natural and organic. And it's just like, we're all just hanging out and chilling and talking about something, topping it up. So those three guys, though, are so much fun, because like you said, they have such big personalities and they will say some crazy stuff. And It's just sometimes I'm like, I forget that I'm hosting the show and I'm just watching them and I'm, and I'm just in awe of the ridiculousness that's (laughs) happening in front of me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. From smashing pumpkins last week to who knows what's going to (laughs) happen this week.
1: (laughs) I know. I'm like, like, here I am out here just in a giant sheep costume. Mm -hmm. Like awesome. And the, the guys I work with, I, I made, I, it was like just a joke when we were talking about what we should do for Halloween and they were like, well, what do you want to be? And, and I said, well, I guess I could always be a wolf in sheep's clothing if we don't figure anything else out. And they were like, that's it. And so our guys like decided to find like the most unbecoming sheep outfit out there. They were like, yeah, we found the one with like the biggest drop cross ever in it. Like you could see that it was just like a giant men's costume that I put on and I was like, are you kidding me? And it was so hot yeah um, where were we last week we were in Arizona uh-huh. and I was like right before we got on the show I was like I some somebody find me some scissors I gotta cut the sleeves off of this sheep outfit <laughs> so I just started like <laughs> cutting the, the costume apart it was a disaster what a mess <laughs> but so great and great tv yeah it was it was super fun I mean there I can't believe we convince Andrew Stigliano to be mini me (laughs) every every week. It's an adventure. So
0: along with TNF, you host two other shows in a week. How do you keep that all straight?
1: (laughs) Um, it's, uh, I have no idea. Okay. It is really sort of, (laughs) uh, every, every week I'm kind of just trying to keep it. It's sort of like groundhog day and I've gotten into a routine now. So, it's just sort of go 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 and it's very it, the, the season is pretty intense so I don't really have any days off but also it makes the season fly by yeah. and then in the off season I can just chill so I sort of live this life of two extremes one where I'm just like I'm living out of a suitcase all the time even when I'm at home and then in the off season I'm just like hanging out and decompressing which is really really awesome but it's a lot I do a lot of work on planes I feel like I live in the air like mm-hmm. my office is actually like 31b you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, it's uh, but I do get to keep all of my frequent flyer miles so that I can take like a baller trip that's great and that's that's the yeah. best for the off season that's a huge perk So in terms of
0: preparation, say for like this Thursday's game between the Chargers and the Raiders, when do you kind of start looking at
1: that? So I would love to be able to start looking at the game on Tuesdays, but a lot of times I don't really get to really dig in until Wednesdays. And so I'll spend the most of Wednesday just kind of going through all of of our research notes. I'll watch the games on Game Pass. I'll put together my own notes and then I'll start going through the show and like writing it and kind of like figuring out where I want to put certain, where I want to try and work in certain nuggets and things like that. And then by the time Thursday rolls around, we have, a, uh, especially when it's on the West coast, like it is this week, we'll have a really early production meeting and then we'll go right to the stadium. And at that point, it's just kind of like, go, go, go until we're on the set because we, I go and get hair and makeup and then I go to the truck, the production truck and I'm rehearsing and then we're out on the set. and Then that's it. So it's like Thursday, Thursday, there's not a whole lot of time to actually do any prep work. So I got to get it all in on Wednesday.
0: So just kind of overall looking at your career, what's sort of the biggest piece of advice that you would give to those who want to pursue a career in sports broadcasting?
1: I would say to first of all, don't listen to anybody's opinion about you. So I've had I had so many people tell me that I was crazy for taking jobs that I took because I was taking a chance on myself. I've had um, I had a boss tell me that I wasn't memorable enough to be on camera. I had, but I've had so many people kind of just say that I was nuts and I would never make it so I would say first of all like if you believe in yourself then like go for it and also if you don't believe in yourself then nobody else is going to so you have to be your own best advocate and also don't do it because you think it's going to give you fame and money because a lot of times that doesn't happen do it Mm -hmm. for the right reasons do it because you love sports or you love to tell stories because that's ultimately what is going to be the biggest thing for you. And a lot of times, like, sure, it might work out and you'll hit, but there's so many times where it doesn't happen. So you want to make sure you're in it for the right reasons.
0: And then lastly, you mentioned this, you travel every week to a different stadium, but this Thursday, it is the last time that the Chargers will play the Raiders in Oakland, in the black hole. What kind of environment are you expecting up there?
1: Oh my God, I'm so excited about this game. I cannot wait for it. You know it's gonna be crazy. It's the be only crazy. thing I'm I'm so disappointed that they didn't do it last week on Halloween. Oh that, that would have been, been bananas. So perfect, right? <laughs> I mean, but regardless, you're gonna there's gonna be a zillion people dressed up anyway. 100%. Because that's what the Raiders fans do. So it's going to be you know it's gonna be like just crazy there. It'll be insane, especially because the Raiders have that five game road trip. They just got back last week, short week, last prime time game for the Raiders there at the black hole. I mean, it is, it's going to be such an intense atmosphere. I cannot wait for this game. Well, we cannot wait
0: to see you. We are so excited. And thank you so much for joining us today, Colleen.
1: Of course. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: And that's a wrap on this week's episode of Playmakers. Many thanks to Colleen Wolf for joining me. One final reminder to subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network wherever you listen to podcasts. And good news, we are now on SoundCloud and Spotify. The Chargers Podcast Network is your one-stop shop for all things Chargers directly from the team, including in-depth conversations and analysis with players, coaches, executives, national reporters, and broadcasters, and much more. Be sure to rate and review, and thanks for listening. Catch you guys next time.